What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in today. I am doing an off day. I'm an extra podcast. It's episode 90 because the next guest I have today, I am totally impressed with everything he's doing, and I wanted to have the interview sooner than later. So I'm going to waste no more time. I'm going to bring in Jamie Purvis. How's it going, Jamie? Hey, good, John. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And, absolute and pleasure. Work. I, I, I love it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely love it. Like I, I've been excited about this. So I mean, I've been following you online. We're friends online, and 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 yeah, it's just I think what you're doing is great and exciting. So uh, I thought this was a perfect opportunity. Perfect. So what I usually do is start off the podcast mm -hmm. with a brief bio of where you started and how you got to what you're doing today and what do you do today. Okay. Um, well, I started selling real estate when I was 20 years old. And, it's, and it was an interesting story. I was selling vacuum cleaners. And I tried to sell a vacuum cleaner to the then president of the Toronto Real Estate Board. And he was the one that basically planted the seed in my mind. Uh, he said, look, I'm not buying anything. Let's sit down. Let's have a beer. And we had a couple beer. And he started talking about real estate. And I really remember him saying, if you can do this, you, could, you can sell real estate. And, oh, gosh, I guess it was about two or three months later, I'd sold a bunch of vacuum cleaners, realized this wasn't what I wanted to do. And I went back. It was like a flashback. Went back into my mind and, and decided to pursue this journey of real estate. And, and that's what I've done basically my entire life up until the last three years. Um, active real estate agent, um, full-time, 23 and a half years. Number was top agent at the company I was at for a number of years and, and basically started to build a real estate team, started to create leverage in my life. Um, that, that started when I came home one day and, and my wife was getting ready to walk out the door with the, with the two kids. And the, the awareness that that caused was number one is I needed help. Um, I don't know if anyone else can relate. I was so focused on my clients. Whenever they called, I'd go. And I always felt I was missing something. So I was, at, I was at home and I'm thinking about work. I'm at work and I'm guilty I shouldn't be home or should be home. And, and this just went on and on. And then, uh, then that time when I walked in the door and I thought I was going to lose everything that was most important to me. And that was the beginning of a shift and decided to start to build out a team. Um, we built out a team um, with a, first a, a combination of an administrator and um, a buyer agent. So it was a blended role. I had no clue what I was doing. I just knew I needed help and basically started to figure it out. Um, over time, brought on a uh, joint partnership with another agent and we went out and did really well. Sold 80 homes in a year and, and you know, just loving what I was doing. Except another time in my life came where I just became, ah, gosh, I guess it was just, I was looking for something else. Uh, I loved what I was doing. I loved helping clients, but I wasn't fulfilled anymore in the role. So I, I made the decision to transition into leadership. And we partnered in a company. We opened up a couple offices in Toronto, did that for nine years, um, had phenomenal relationships with our agents, really loved helping people thrive in their business. And we grew our office to the number one in Canada and our brand for three years in a row based, based on profitability and, and, um, and profits. And it, Time came again, John, uh, where I, it just wasn't being fulfilled. And, and I, I've learned in my life when I get that feeling, that's a sign. So I started to examine what did I want to do and what did I love doing? And I realized I loved coaching. It was something that was in my, in my spirit for many, many years. I loved coaching my clients, loved coaching real estate agents, had other people in different various companies reaching out and industries as well, and, and decided that I was going to pursue this dream of mine to open up the Be to Have movement. And this is the journey I've been on for the last three years. And, you know, John, the best thing that's come out of it, one of the many best things actually is uh, I've now partnered with my, my daughter. She's my business partner. Never saw that coming. Helped her in her business. She was a, uh, in the um, marketing, advertising space, corporate, uh, not happy. Um, a couple months into, into this, we decided to join forces. And, and now we have an international coaching company that really focuses not specific to real estate. It's all about mindset, shifting our beliefs, building confidences in ourselves, creating new habits so that we can actually achieve more. Awesome. I mean, to be honest, I can, uh, I'm kind of going through that process myself right now in terms cool. of that uh, feeling, not feeling fulfilled and whatever, right? I'm really good at what I do, 
but uh, I don't have the fire that I had. We'll say for, uh, we'll even say <laughs> six years ago when I started or seven years ago, whichever one it was, I just don't have that fire anymore. It's, um, and then I, I keep asking myself is being good at what you do enough. Right. Great so it, yeah, like it's, so it's one of those things that, that that's where I am. At. And I kind of started my own little coaching thing as well, which originally okay. was going to be on the side right as a secondary but again as i said i keep analyzing everything i keep saying am i doing the right thing like you know is it being on the side the right thing so i, I can really you you get a feeling and we really um, coach our clients to follow the feeling and when we become aware and really allow our intuition to flow because that's intuition right that feeling is showing up and Sometimes fear will stop us from doing it. It's something, you know, I have to let go of one thing to do another. Uh, you can do both. You know, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Scarcity mindset is I have to do one or the other. Well, why not do both until the next decision, right? So follow the feeling and make decisions are two things that I think if we just follow that inner spirit, inner feeling within, you have everything you need right now to move forward in any avenue you choose to go. You and everybody, like this, I'm in the same boat, right? Yeah, and I think I, when you build your confidence and realize that, yeah, it's here and I feel that feeling, whether it's fulfilled or I should be doing more than I am. Yeah, just follow it. Absolutely. I agree with you. And yeah, so I, I was, when you were saying this, I, I was completely relating to it. Like, like, I just sort of like, wow, <laughs> where you were before is sort of where I'm starting to feel. <laughs> and I believe exactly what you said about the abundance mindset. That's exactly yeah. where I am. I don't think it's an, it's an or, I think it's an and. Oh, I love it. I love that. Yeah. But yeah, so you got your daughter involved, which I noticed that as well. So that's amazing how that happened. So in a way, I'm sure that kind of brought you guys even closer. It's been an incredible journey um, to, I, I sometimes get emotional thinking about it because it's something that I'm a planner and sort of like to have things figured out and didn't see that coming. And, and when it showed up, um, it was just a gift. I felt it was a real gift and it's brought, brought us closer together. My youngest daughter is now coming on board, helping us with our marketing, social media. So you're seeing this thing evolve. And in the beginning I had, you know, straight up with you, like I made a decision. I was going to do this. I had confidence. I knew I could help people. I knew I loved doing that, but I had no clue how I was going to do it. And, and that's just being, you know, raw and real, I guess, in a way, because, um, I didn't, I just knew I needed to do this. I had to follow it. And, and now the how shows up. So, she, you know, she's joined me, my youngest daughter, clients from all over North America are, are reaching out there. You know, it's just interesting how it shows up when you get committed and you make a decision to move forward and, in, and just step into your greatness and, and just inspire yourself sometimes and just go. And when you get clear and focused, man, it's, it's just like John and, you know, when you first started real estate, right? Remember when you first started, you had your license and it's like, now what? <laughs> yeah, I, I remember. Well, it was actually day two because day one, you get the message saying your business cards are ready. You go into the office for the first time. You're looking around. You're like, yeah, I'm going to sell millions of dollars just out of the gate. I'm going to walk out and do it. You walk out the front door and you're looking around going, okay, not what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> right? And you yeah. figure it out. Like you just know. You just freaking start and that's the message man just start start something just move get into movement that that's really what caused us to think about this whole when we named our company right the movement piece we have to get into action get into movement when you start you'll figure it out we've all lived our life that way so for sure <laughs> now before i go actually not i'll ask my question getting during that transition what was the most difficult you know part of it once you made the decision to make the switch? <laughs> um, the most difficult part was making the decision. That was the first one, believe it or not, that, that caused me some, some stress because I had to, in my mind, I knew I had to let go. I, I couldn't do both. I was literally walking away from the only industry I've ever been in in my entire life. And I basically turned that, closed that last chapter and, and made, made a decision to move on. And then when I started, it was literally, I remember I took six months off in between. I just needed a mental break to get some thinking time and clarity. And then I remember thinking, oh boy, now what? 
<laughs> like my wife, thank goodness. Um, we stuck it out over all those years. We've been together for, for a long time, 35, 36 years. She was in my corner. Thank goodness for that. And she was my, one of my, she is my biggest cheerleader. And, and she was like, you know what, you know, you know how to do this. You've done things like this before. Go back to any time you've been successful in life and think about the fact that you've set a goal and you've achieved it. And this time would be like, you know, just like that time, right? It's the exact same thing. And, and then I just started, um, I was blessed. I had, uh, a, in the industry for a long time, people were reaching out to me, um, and then just started to get clear on what is it I thought I could do? How could I bring value? There's lots of coaches out there now. I think there's more coaches out there in every industry and in every field than ever before. Um, but I think we're also very unique. Absolutely. We all have our unique ability and your message. We have to bring it to the world. It's our obligation, all of us. And, and when you do, you're going to grow. And that's really the purpose of a goal is to just grow, grow into more. For sure. Now, yeah, going to what you're saying, there is a lot of coaches. Um, oh. Unfortunately, like I'm happy to see there's more coaches for like, for how can I say this? Cause I'm trying not to be harsh about it, but there's a lot of coaches. There's sometimes I see there's a lot of coaches that have never sold a thing. And then, you know, there's coaches that are sharing experience and sometimes they're so blended. It's hard to tell who's who. Um, Again, I'm not saying it in a negative where I'm saying people don't belong, but I believe there is a process to it. Process, and I think we can all bring value, right? Um, yes. Like when I have people, I've never done mortgages, but I know I can coach people in the mortgage industry as I have. And um, I know I can coach business owners because it's the growth, it's the mindset, right? It doesn't, in my perspective, from this point of my life experience of, of being coached and having coaches and all the success, is I can bring a mindset piece that is unique to everybody. And, and that's where I've been able to leverage my experiences. And I think experience is a big thing um, for me. So whether it's a certified coaching program or life experience, or you, you can bring something that's unique, then there's a massive opportunity. Um, and, and I, my gosh, we have five, we just hired another coach. So, you know, we've got coaches in multiple areas of our life and business because I, I, I know I'm going to be successful. I'm going to, I'm going to get there, but I've also learned the older I get, John, I don't want to leverage the time. I'd rather shorten that time window. And the way I do it is bring on people that can help me based on their specialty. Makes total sense. Now, we all have a moment in time when we start off a venture, it's always scary. It's always hesitations. Um, and then we work past them and that's what makes us the entrepreneur. We don't let, you know, challenges hold us down. So, but we always have that aha moment where we're going, okay, I made the right choice. This is it. We're starting. I'm going where we need to go. I got the moment. I'm glad I stuck it out. What was that moment for you? The office recent time when I made this transition, it was knowing that it there was more. There felt like there was more there. And I remember um, a mentor of mine, I was in a, in, a, in a coaching program with him and he just recently passed away. He's been a life mentor. Bob um, Proctor. Yeah. Yeah. Bob passed last week and, and it's um, make a decision. You know, just that moment in time when I felt the uneasiness, there was something missing. And I was in a, in a lesson with him at that moment, actually. And his lesson for the day was make a decision. And it was like, boom, decide. And at John, for three months, I'm going back and forth. Should I leave real estate? Should I stay? You know, this, this, this indecision, which causes procrastination, which keeps us stuck. Soon, yeah. as, soon as that decision was made, boom, then I, then I had to pursue it. And, I agree and, with you. Yeah, I agree with you. Like what I find is that it's always that hesitation. And the thing is that hesitation and that hold back is actually working against us because sometimes that hold back can hold us back another month. It doesn't mean we're going to feel better in a month by holding off. It just means it took a month longer to get to where we want to go. You know what? Indecision is a decision. Yes. Yes. I and, agree. And, and when I remember, you know, that understanding is like, okay, not deciding I've made a decision. So if I'm fine with it, Hey, it's cool. 
Like everyone's entitled to a decision, but making a decision to procrastinate a decision for fear of letting go, whether it's a job you don't like or a career you want to change, that I know many people that get stuck in that and they live that for years. And, and that's, that can be, that can weigh on you for sure. For sure. Now I learned something like, see, I usually make decisions like this, right? Like I, I don't take, you always know, like I learned over my years of experience to follow your gut, you know, deep yeah. down whether you want to do something or not. It's not if, right? So it's not, you know, it can be a when, right? But you know, it's not, I think hesitation is just you're allowing fear to control you. It's not really what you want. So we deep down, we know what we want. We right? always do. We always right. do follow that feeling, right? Exactly. Now, one thing I learned from my, uh, from a, I would say a mentor when I was uh, younger and I was in the marketing business myself and at the time, and I remember he, um, not, I never heard no from the guy. And what I mean by no is that not that his schedule was under someone else's control. He was still in control of his schedule, but he still managed to never say no. And I couldn't figure that out. I'm like, how's that possible? You say yes, and you're still not doing it. And I'm like, you know what I mean? And he goes, there's a way to do everything out there. It's not, everyone takes it as if, if it's one, one way. Like, you know, you say yes, that means it's all on you. It's all on your shoulders, and that's it. He goes, it doesn't have to be. Somebody's asking you if you can complete a task. It doesn't necessarily mean it is you. You might not be the only person who can do it. You might need help. So it's a matter of scheduling your time and prioritizing and figuring out what to do in one or what order so it fits your schedule. So he goes, when people ask me if they can, if I can do something, my answer is always, yes, I can. And the minute I hang up the phone, I go to work to figure out how I can make it happen and make it happen so it doesn't interfere with my schedule. And it just adds to it. Yeah, it's, that's, that's that yes mindset. Um, we actually teach a philosophy that when you get crystal clear clarity, so first of all, when you know exactly where you're going, it's easy to say yes to things because if you say yes, because you know that's going to in alignment to where you're going, it's very easy. It's also great to say yes because you never know what that opportunity, that meeting can turn into. Right? Yeah. Um, you reached out and, and, and created this opportunity for me to, to be here for you and your community today. Like, yes. Like, it's just... Yes, because I've learned my life to live that. Yes, when um, the president of the real estate board suggested real estate. When I first encountered Bob in my life at 22 years old, I said yes to personal growth and development. I bought a program. And going back in when I was 22, we're going back a few years, but in 1986, uh, $500 was not $500 like it is today. And that was the first amount of money I invested in myself. And it, I've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years by saying yes. And it just keeps saying yes. And, and if we say no, we'll never know what the opportunity was. So you had a great mentor in your life to, to guide you that way. Yeah. Well, he also taught me, he goes, sometimes even if you're not going to do it and you can't do it, it doesn't mean no, I can't help you. It's you're still helping even if you're referring it to somebody. So yes, I can help. This is the person you need to talk to. It's still a yes. You're still helping. It may not be from your two hands, but you made the connection that got the job done. Have you ever noticed this in your life, John? And when you say yes to something, it causes your brain to now st start to look for opportunities to either refer it, pass it on, ask for help. If we say no, it's, we have a closed mind and our mind shuts us off. So there's not even a chance for that opportunity. And, and yes. you know, we see that with our real estate clients, right? We see that in business. We see that with ourselves personally. Now, most people, unfortunately, aren't taught to say yes. So they'll say no before they say yes. And they'll say, no, it's not a good time. No, I can't afford it. All the reasons, everyone can justify the reasons for saying no. Yet, just say yes. And just doesn't mean you have to do it. Just say yes and be open to it and, and sit in it. And that in itself is a habit. And again, these habits that we all have, that's what keep us stuck and in, in, in ingrained in the same results that we're getting. So if we want a different result, we have to do things different. And what you shared by saying yes, that can be life-changing for, for anybody listening to this. But just saying yes and just allow it 
and watch what happens. It will change your life. I agree with you. I, I found that no is a fear-based response. Because like you said, once you say no, you're looking for the excuses. So you've already found the negative and now you're going to follow. You're saying yes to negativity. That's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah. Right. And, so. you, and when you say yes, man, you'll find a way. If it's something that really calls you, you'll, you will find a way. And that's why we quite often when we set big goals, we encourage our clients, don't worry about the how. You have no idea how you're going to ever achieve a big goal you set. Because if you did, you'd already have achieved the goal, right? That's so true. So what we do is we just say yes, and then start saying yes to things along the way. And the how will lead and figure it out. You're going to attract people to you. You're going to make decisions that will, you'll do things different. You'll pick up the phone. You'll call a client that you haven't spoke to in a while. Um, one of the things we like to talk about is intention. Like, what's your intention right now? This week, that's going to lead you in the direction of your, of your goal this year and feel it. If you get a feeling, have you ever got a feeling, John, where you feel you should call somebody and you didn't? And then like an hour later, they called you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, I think it's like you're sending a vibe and it's not, and then somebody's going to pick up that vibe, whether it's you do it first or they do it first or, you know, what I mean? like, it's like, I, I, I really believe in manifesting, manifesting things, right? Like, like we what you connect. search for is what you find. Yeah. Oh, we connect at a, at a different level, a vibrational level. So once we do, it's no different when somebody walks in a room. Sometimes, yeah, you just don't have a good feeling about them. And other times people are attracted to this person. They have a feeling. We, we all give off an energy. So when we're aware of that, and then we can apply that in our life. Oh, my God. That's how you're going to create everything and manifest everything. It's, we've all done it. We've all spent our life creating and manifesting our life. Whether we were aware of it is a different thing. But we're all living a life that we created based on decisions we made, based on who we said yes to, what we said no to. So we've all created our life. And then when you get that feeling that, okay, I'm not happy or I'm feeling there's something more, that's that feeling, like you said, that intuition, that calling, that gut response. There's something there. Now we have to go to it. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Absolutely. So... In terms of the process, like how does how does the program work? Like your program work? Like where, like if you can get into the process of how it mm -hmm. works, how it starts, and you know how people, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm getting at. Like absolutely, buddy. It's it's basically based on a philosophy of the be do have mindset, the be do have principle, and it's we sort of take goal setting that we've always done in the past and we flip it upside down. So it's quite often what we do is we set a goal. You ask everybody what's your goal this year. They have a goal, right? They they given themselves a goal. And then they first, then the next thing most people do, like I did for years, like I trained people to do for years until I really grasped what I was doing, is we just start to put together actions. Okay, I need to do this. I need this. I need to call this person. I need this database. And then we get into the doing. And then when I achieve my goal, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be successful. That's the traditional goal setting process. We flip it upside down. So we start with the end in mind. We understand, okay, this is the goal that I want. Now we don't do anything yet. Now we go back to the being yourself. Who do you need to become? Who, who is a person, if you've already achieved this, imagine for a minute, we, we live in a state of imagination. Imagine you've already achieved this goal. How are you gonna feel? How are you gonna walk? Are you gonna be confident? And that's where we have to get into. We have to start and live as if we've already achieved the goal, have the feeling first, because it's the feeling that once we own that feeling and believe that we're going to live this and have all those things that we want, when you show up that way today, you're actually already attracting everything you need. You're going to do things different. You're going to start to create new habits. You're going to start to think different. You're going to believe different things. You're going to believe more in yourself. We're going to improve and change our self-image, our image that what we think is possible, what we think is actually achievable. We all have a self-image that we're living within and we can't outperform it, but we can change it. So how do we change it by being more than we are, thinking different, working on our mindset? So this is where we start with, with our clients is we get into this before we ever create a plan of action. We have to own this space. We have to know the importance of it what the impact will be once we achieve this goal 
And then why are we doing it? Like at the end of the day, why are we doing it? Because life is short. So when we own all this and we understand why we're doing it, now the goals actually happen quicker. And I've seen clients get phenomenal results by just flipping this upside down instead of just creating and chasing more. We live in a world where we're, we all feel we're missing out, right? Yeah, there's, there's, there's another book. We got to read this. We got to need, oh, this is the new best thing. Oh, this database doesn't work. I got to do this. We're chasing all this stuff. It's a matrix. It's just an illusion. So if we just look in the mirror and focus on that person and that's it, just, okay, how do we change this? We don't have to worry about where everything came from, but how do we reprogram our thinking from within? And we all have the ability to do it. And that's ultimately what we do with all our various programs. We work through this whole mindset principle first to start. So it's this whole be, do, have principle. That makes sense. I like that. In terms of goals, right? Like some people, like, how do you look at goals, right? Like, is there a such thing as a goal being too big or too little? Um, if the goal scares you and excites you at the same time, then it's the right goal. I don't think it's too, any goals too big. We have the opportunity to grow into our goals. I, I, I read something this morning. I let the universe catch up to my dreams. I love that. that. Interesting. Isn't that yeah. cool? Yeah. It was a card. I have these goal cards and affirmation cards I read and, and I shake them up. And this was the one I pulled today. And it's literally because my mentor, Bob, passed last week. I'm shifting. Like it's been a really interesting couple of days. And it just made me really aware again is that time is of the essence. So we, my daughter and I in our business, we've set some pretty lofty goals. And, and now it's, I don't have to worry about how, like you said, it's never too big. We set goals based on what we believe is possible. That's why your goals and what you think is possible is going to be different for me. That's our self-image. So when somebody says to me, this is my goal, we're going to drill down a little bit around that. I want to know what's, what's the impact it will be. Why is it important to you? If that's your goal, go for it. I'm never going to tell anybody their goal is too small because I know this three months in, that goal that you set based on who you are today will be bigger and better than what you set today because you've grown. That's the purpose of the goal is to grow. Grow as a human being. Think different. Grow more. Change habits. And that's why goals just constantly expand. Bob just achieved a goal last year that he set in 1973. And his goal was to have a business that operated in every country in the world. And he set that goal in 1973 and in 2021, they achieved that goal. So wow. was that a big goal? <laughs> That's huge. He, sp he spent his life pursuing that goal. And, and so I look at mentors around us. I look at other people like, you know, look at Tony Robbins, perfect example. How many millions and millions of lives has that guy changed in the ripple effect? So is a goal too big? There's 7 billion people in the world. If you can figure out a way to improve 7 billion lives, that would be pretty interesting. Yeah, for sure. And that, and that you're right. And Tony's always got big objectives and, you know, he's always doing something to do more. Like, I mean, look, he's feeding people during holidays and stuff, right? Like, yeah. You know, that's pretty incredible. Here's a guy who pretty much, you know, on the surface at least has everything. And yet, he still thinks of life in a giving sense. The more you have, the more you realize you don't need all the stuff. <laughs> it's true. And you realize this is more about impact and how do we help that? At least that's been the journey that I've been on in my world. I, I just feel like after a while, okay, like every day is Christmas, right? You want something, go buy it. Like we live in a world that, oh my gosh, it's, we have everything. Not everyone does. So we're very blessed. So let's just now, how do we impact people? And I think that's part of our mission is, is on the Have movement is really to help people have the courage to live their best life. That's it. Follow your dream, whatever that is. Having courage, it takes a lot of courage to make decisions. And when we can help you make a decision that causes you to grow and live a bigger life, the ripple effect, we'll never know but I know that will have an effect on you, anybody listening to this, anybody that's out there helping other people, however we do it. It can be any form of business. 
you help somebody have a bigger and better life, it all comes back to you. For sure. Absolutely. I, I like that, you know, and you're right. It is about impact. I mean, like so many times we have, we're out there measuring things on monetary value or some form of, uh, what do I want to say? Uh, some form of like possessions and stuff. And reality is I've never seen anybody be so happy because they had so many possessions. You know what I mean? At least not longer than a minute. Right? Like, I mean, but we keep telling ourselves we'll get this and that'll make us happy. But somehow, like, like I said, within a minute later, and maybe a minute could be a month, all of a sudden it's the eh, big deal, right? Like all of a sudden that extra joy we have isn't there anymore. And why is because we're fooling ourselves or giving ourselves this message because you're seeing, seeking external things to make you happy. But and it goes back to what you said. Like if, I think we're meant to contribute. I think we're meant to interconnect with each other and help each other. Like the more you're helping each other, the more everyone's trying to grow together. I think that brings more fulfillment than any material we have. But because I guess maybe we grew up with the wrong mindset, we're trying to find it in obstacles. We weren't really taught, right? Well, so what do we do? We're, we're just looking at the world around us. And it, we, have, we just have to flip it. So it's inside out, not outside in. And, and being happy, what's, what's, make, you know, what's being happy? I'm happy, wake up happy. Like I'm, I woke, I'm, I'm always said, I'm a simple guy. I woke up this morning. And, and at the end of the day, this is a journey. We're all on it. We all have different periods of time. And then we'll go on to the next journey, whatever that might be. So while I'm here, I'm not going to allow anything outside make me happy. I've done that. I've tried that. And like you said, you know, we get these new toys and after a week or two weeks, you don't even use them anymore. Yet now let's be happy first. And then once you're happy, so be selfish about this. I think this is important to really be selfish. You have to look after yourself first, like on the plane, right? Whose mask yeah. do you put on first? Yours. So look after yourself first, get emotionally connected, get grounded. And when you can get focused on being happy, being more, being the best you can be, you will have a, a compound effect and it has to come to and through you. There's, there's no, there's no way around it. For sure. So now in terms of your day to day, right? Like everyone handles things different and part of goals, like, you know, going to what you said about goals, like in order to get to your goals, you got to know where you're going. And I believe it's all part of the structure and planning. And I don't mean rigidity where people aren't willing because nothing's a straight path. Things move. But I'm assuming you have a uh, daily schedule, a daily like like a routine or something that you follow through, and it's not just you know I wake up and what am I going to do today? <laughs> uh, the only days that happens is typically on the weekend if I haven't planned for activities that I need to get done. I'm very rigid, regimented. Uh, I lived on a schedule for a long time, and I have my color coordinated calendar. I know my coaching calls are between Tuesdays and Thursdays. I allocate various times. I have windows of block in between. I have my mindset mornings. So I have a, a five-star morning that we practice. And every evening I have a process I go through to make sure I'm being grateful. I, I stay focused on what I accomplished throughout the day. So I'm very disciplined in those respects and very consistent. For me, success has come through consistency, doing things over and over and getting better as I do it more frequently. And then it's all about that mastery process, right? The more we do things, the better we get at it, the easier it gets. Yes. So I'm, I'm very focused. I, I have a, um, a plan for the year, a growth plan. So I know every single month, what am I going to focus on to grow me, Jamie, as a human being? How do I help myself think different? I'm always taking courses. Not every industry, not just one industry. I like perspective. I like to hear other people think. And, and you see the commonality in what people are saying. We all say it differently, but you start to notice there's a pattern to success. And I agree with that. Right? I agree with that. Now, that's the other thing, right? Like, and I'm assuming, just because I know patterns, that uh, you're tracking everything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when I was in my previous life, um, I tracked everything. Business is all about the number. So when I was running the 
the KW office that I was at and recruiting and growing, I knew exactly how many appointments I needed every week for us to achieve our goals. So I, I, everything I did every day was about getting appointments. And every conversation is about the next conversation. So for me, even now in this day, like I have a, a point where I contact and connect with five people per day. Like five, that's it. One of my clients last year, they more than doubled their business by doing one thing. That's the one thing they focused on. Five contacts a day. Just reaching out and having five conversations a day, no matter what business industry you're in. How can you have five conversations a day to help somebody improve their life? And conversations today don't necessarily need old school, like on the phone, like I did for many, many years. Like you can have a text conversation. You can have an email conversation. Anything that guides you and leads you into the next step. Sometimes it's just having a, having a conversation with somebody and checking in how you doing. You never know when you're going to talk to somebody and it's what they needed to hear, right? Leave people better off on every conversation. And, and I think I've, I learned that very early in life. It's who I was and am. And as, as a result of that, if I just have enough conversations, I know for me over time, I'm going to achieve all of my goals. So I have a systematic process to achieve the goals. But then life happens too, right? And like this is this opportunity. I'm so blessed and grateful for you, John, because here's how success shows up for us. Before you reached out, we were talking with one of our coaches and she said, okay, the next evolution of business is connecting with people that are influencers, people that are out influencing the world, making the world a better place. Who do you know? John, we never talked before. You reached out to me, right? Yes, that's right. Our conversation two weeks before you reached out initiated four people that have podcasts to reach out to us, to have conversations with us. So this is where we don't have to know the how. This is the power of our mind. When we have clarity, we know where we're going. We had a conversation, strategically started to think, how do we do this? My daughter's put together a plan on social. We're reaching out and connecting. She's out there doing her thing in the background. And now four people in two weeks have reached out to connect with us. That's wow. how this shows up. And we all have this power. It's just, I call it the magic power. Like the magic power is getting clarity and making a decision and then getting into action. And I expect it to come back. So I expect this to continue. Last week, somebody totally different said, I know somebody that has a podcast that has about 100,000 followers. Would you like an introduction? John, like this is freaky when you think about it, right? But this yeah. is how we live our life when you, when you know what you want. That makes sense. I mean, that's incredible. Again, right? It goes like you're putting out the energy and it comes back. Yeah. Right? So that, that, that's very powerful. Wow. So, I mean, it's funny also. I was listening to when you said the five calls a day. That seems to be the key thing that's taught in real estate. Five calls. It's amazing how it transitions to everything outside of real estate as well. Everything. It's, you know, figure out a way to do business. Now my daughter is building out our brand so that the brand is building. And then those, by us sharing our experiences, the calls are coming in, but I'm having five conversations a day. Yeah. So whether you proactive, do it, you find reasons to reach out or you build it out through social as long as my philosophy, as long as I'm having five conversations a day, our business is moving forward because I can control that. I can't control a pandemic. I can't control the world, right? It's just what it is. So I just have to respond within the situation I'm in. And that's the one thing that um, for me has always worked and will continue to work. Right. See, that's the other thing I was going to talk about in terms of, and this goes to mindset, which you're, which you're proving what I'm about to say. We, I find that it's easy to get distracted if you allow things into your life to distract you, like going to the so-called pandemic. When I shouldn't say so-called because I believe it's there, whatever it is. But my point I'm getting at is if you spend your time focusing on the news and you're paying attention to the news, you're going to have that woe is me attitude. Look what's happening. Oh my God. And now you have all these things going on in the world and it's affecting you. But it goes back to what you were saying. You can't control that. So what I've learned in life is not to worry about things you can't control, 
and focus on the things you can do. So I don't watch news most of the time. I'm not going to say there has been no no amount of times that I've turned the TV and go, oh, the news is on. I got to change the channel. No, no. It's captured me. If anybody said it's never captured you once, obviously that's a lie. But typically I go out of my way to not watch it because I look at it and say, and I've been told, well, don't you want to know what's going on? I don't have to because you watch the news. You're going to tell me, right? Whether I want to or not. (laughs) God, it is so true. Right. So, yeah. and again, you know what I mean? So you're going to find out just by, by natural, you know, networking, we'll say. So my point is, why do I have to focus on that when I can focus on learning? And there's many different ways to learn, whether it's a podcast, whether it's audible uh, books, whether it's reading, everyone learns differently. So I'd rather focus on my time on growing that way and forgetting the news, right? Because I can't control that but I can focus what I do in it. Yeah. So that's the way I look at it. And that, that's mindset, which I think that's what you were getting, uh, uh, you know, getting to with what you said. It's, it's all mindset. Like you control, are you going to turn on the TV? Like I, we're away right now and, and I have no clue what's going on right now in, in Toronto. And I hear it. People will tell you. And then I hear it. And as soon as I finish my conversation, I release it because I'm not going to allow that to affect me, my feeling. So I really guard my thinking. I really regard what comes in. And if something doesn't match my vibration, where I am, how I'm feeling, I acknowledge it and I release it. I have, I'm not going to own it. It's not mine. Yeah. Makes sense. Now let me ask you something Mm -hmm. Um, from my opinion, and this is what I've come across and maybe I've got a different perspective. So I want to get your perspective on it. I think not everybody is coachable. And not necessarily because they're bad people or because they're set. It's just maybe they're programmed that way. Maybe they're just, maybe they don't think there's anything wrong. As the, as the term goes, if you don't know you're in jail, how do you know you have to get out of it? So it's one of those things that I find I come across some people that have their walls up and I'm sure you do. With that being said, how do you handle that? You know what? It really, I, I'll take what you said and just drill down on a little bit. I believe everyone is coachable if they're open-minded. Right. Okay. If you come to me with a belief system and you're right and you're not open to anything different, then I'm probably not going to be able to help you because you already have it figured out. And I've had people say, I don't need a coach. I've got it all figured out. God bless you. I'm getting there myself. So enjoy it. Are we open-minded? Do we want to grow? So I think it's a growth mindset. If we have a growth mindset and we want a bigger and better life, we have to do things different. That's me. There has to be a better way to do it so I can get results different than I'm getting. So that's why I'm on this education, growth-minded mindset. If we have a closed mindset, well, then how do you change that? You don't. The person has to make a decision. And, and unfortunately in life, sometimes, you know, something has to happen for somebody to say, that's it. I'm not going to do that anymore. And then other times it's okay. But I think most people, unfortunately, aren't thinking. They've stopped education when they finished college, university, high school. Whenever they finished their formal education is when most people stopped. I'm seeing an evolution now. Like I look at my younger daughters, they're in their late 20s, early 30s, podcasts, like there's more open-mindedness now with the younger people as, as sometimes as we get older, we get even more set in our ways. That's right? true. So I think open-mindedness, if the person or anybody's open-minded, then you're exposing yourself for opportunities. And then we become coachable when you want the goal. So that's why it's important for me to figure out what is the person's goal? Because you can say no to me you can't say no to your goal. If you've told me this is your goal and this is what you want and all the reasons why you want it, the impact it's going to have, how it's going to make you feel, you can't say no to that because you've told me this is your goal. But if I tell you something like you should do this, then the minute you don't agree, you say, no, we're, we're not going anywhere. So it's so important to get clarity, crystal clear clarity. And I mean, emotional clarity where we are connected at an emotional level. Because when you own that, 
oh my gosh, you're going to, you'll do everything in your power to achieve that goal ethically and honestly. Makes total sense. Now, obviously, you, you know, being that you're in coaching and everything you've told me about your journey and, you know, you've had mentors and coaches in the past. So how did you come across your first mentoring coach and like, how did that work out and how, how were you receptive in the very beginning or was it something that sort of you grew into? Yeah. I, my first coach in the real estate industry was Mike Ferry. Oh, and Mike Ferry. I was 22 years old. My, my training, this was the training that I had in my real estate company was throw enough stuff against the wall. Something's going to stick. And in a way it was true, but it wasn't articulated correctly. <laughs> so I knew pretty early on that if I wanted success, I needed a coach. I played hockey. We had coaches, right? I understood professionals have coaches. Like there's a correlation, right? If you really open, open your eyes and open your mind and realize that the professionals in the world have coaches, multiple coaches. So what made, makes them any different? So I knew my, what I was doing wasn't working. I went to a seminar. I said, yes. Somebody invited me to a seminar. I went to it. And, and, and at that moment in time, I realized I needed help. And, and that was the first coaching experience, formal coaching experience in the real estate industry. And that led to multiple coaching experiences in real estate and outside. And like I mentioned, that right now we have four different coaches in different areas in my life. Three, four years ago, before I transitioned into real estate or transitioned into coaching, I had five coaches in my life, personal and professional. You know, from nutrition to mindset to finances, I have a crypto coach now. Like, you know what? I, I want to learn about things. So I'm going to learn from those that have already become successful at it. So I surround myself and I just start being aware of what I want. And then I start looking and I'll ask for referrals. I'll listen to what people say. And then I just listen and observe and learn. I spend a lot of time educating myself, reading. I love to read. Um, I can't get enough of personal growth and development. Uh, one of my business coaches right now, and that's all we're focusing on, right, is how do we think different, constantly peeling it back? How do we change our perspective? Because I don't know how to get where I'm going, so I have to be open to new opportunities. And, and that's where our, our chief marketing officer suggested podcasts, right? And you show up, right? And I'm just, every time it happens, John, I literally pinch myself and it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's magic, man. It's magic. And we all live it. But the irony is most people don't know they're living it. So if we become aware of what we have the power to create by thinking, oh, it's an incredible journey. Well, that's what I always say right now, right? Like I think too many people today want the end result and then don't enjoy the process at all or even acknowledge that the process at all whatsoever. And I look at it and say, why would anyone want the end journey the way i look at it is our end journey end of journey is death right so why would you want that so the opportunity we have and we have many 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 years mo well most of us have many many years we never know right but for the most part you assume that we're going through the normal life cycle and you live by the normal life cycle you don't live that i'm not going to wake up tomorrow you live by the assumption that <laughs> you have yep. that cycle with that yep. being said so we have all that time to live life the way we want to live, to enjoy what we want to and figure out what we don't enjoy and remove, you know, what doesn't make us happy. We have the opportunity to have that. And that's part of the process. It's part giving back. Like, I think the objective out there is to leave the world a little better than you, than it started. So with that being said, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. And once you hit the end, what's next? And that's where depression hits. So you ha have to enjoy the process because that leaves you open to other opportunities by going through the process. If you're looking just for the end zone and that's your only focus, you don't see anything else. We like to celebrate wins every day. I think yes. it's important to celebrate wins every day. For years, John, I didn't celebrate my wins. Whenever I had success, it was like, oh man, I wish I would have done this. I remember one month in real estate, John, I was on my own single agent. I sold 13 homes in a month in the eighties. Like we didn't have computers. And I was upset at myself because there was, I couldn't serve all my clients. I had nine listings that sold. And then 
four of them turned out to buy with me. And then I wasn't able to serve the others. And they were mad at me because I didn't return the calls. I didn't have time. So here I had all the success and didn't even celebrate it. So I spent my life for a long time not looking at the wins and the opportunities that I, that I had. And, and life is a quick journey. You know, the years look, we're, we're, we're a month already into 2022, right? Like how fast did January go? Yeah, I know. It starts to do this, right? So we better figure this out because um, you're going to live with regrets if you don't. So I think this purpose of a goal isn't necessarily about the achieving of it, although that is important. I'm a goal achiever. It's who do I become? And that's why for me, my goals just keep getting bigger and better because it's a life journey. I'm just going to, how do I know who I'm going to be in 10 years from now? I'm focused on three. I just want to, I, I work on three-year cycles. Like, let's focus on three, figure out who and what my goals are going to be in three years, break it down to a year, then we take it down to 90 days, and then we work in 90-day patterns, 90-day cycles. That's how we coach our people, every 90 days. In 90 days, we can reset, reflect, adjust. And then what I know, though, is in 90 days and six months from now, you're a different person because you're grown. And now that goal we set in three years all of a sudden can change. So it becomes a moving target, and it's fluid. Right, right. Uh, exactly. I agree with everything there. Uh, and again, we've all gone through it. I mean, I did it as well. I um, I think one of the things that, uh, and, and that's the thing here, this is where I'm going to go. Everyone wants what I call the Instagram, because I named it after Instagram, like instant gratification. Everybody wants it right away, right? I mean, that's the whole point. I mean, and they're allowing this instant gratification to corrupt themselves, you know, and affect them in a bad way. And I think I had that when I was younger as well. So, I mean, we all go through it. It's just how we handle it. I just think that today they're not handling it very well. But not that I did a great job either. And where I'm going with this is when I was young, I achieved success really quickly. I mean, really, really quickly. I mean, not without any pain. I went through a lot of pain. I, I've been like, I've been bankrupt before. And then within 60 days of bankruptcy, I thought I was going bankrupt the second time. And it was like, holy crap. And then it ended up being the opposite. I ended up, I got the missing link in a sense. And I got that instant gratification from that at that point. And I grew a business that was eight figures a year um, and only growing until I sold it. But where I'm going with that, I think because it didn't go up slowly, it was sort of the one minute I'm going, oh crap, I just went bankrupt. Am I going bankrupt again? To I snap my fingers going, oh God, I can't even handle the orders. I got too much. Right? Like, <laughs> it's like, and it just kept growing and growing and growing. And where I'm going with this is you get accustomed to that and you think it's always like that. Nothing changes. You lose the perspective of gratitude at that point. Now you think, now because you get the entitlement. Like, like you, you could do no wrong. You, you're unstoppable until you're not. And and that, again, I look back at it now and saying, you know what? I had everything, but I felt like I had nothing. I, so why I say the process is important, I'm not saying it because I, I'm reading it off a book and trying to reiterate what I'm hearing and seeing. I'm saying it because I'm the person who had the process that most people want, right? I had that, I, I was in that position and I didn't know I was into the position until it was over. So it's my way of saying, don't repeat what I did, which is why I take <laughs> every single day and I look, try, try, I mean, nobody's perfect, but I try to look at it through the eyes of gratitude and try to reflect and try to see what have I learned today so I can grow again tomorrow. Gratitude's a beautiful place. Beautiful, beautiful state of being, right? When you live in gratitude, and just appreciate what you have, you realize, at least I do at this point in my life, like we have everything. You know, we live in a pretty great place. We live in a first world country and there's multiple layers of that. I get it. And, and money is just energy, right? It, it just makes you more of who you are. So if you're a great person, you're going to be greater. If you're an SOB, guess what? We all know that people have a lot of money and they're not happy people and they're not pleasant. So money That's makes true. you more of who you are, right? Money's just energy. Yeah. So if we get into that state and just realize that it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. You can do, you can help them change a lot of lives with more money. So money is important, but I, for me, it's not the end all. It's, no. it's the journey. Like you just said, right? Like you learned a lot when you lost everything, there was a point in time where you changed your thinking, something happened. There was a trigger 
and you became a different person. And it was long before those orders came in. Yes. Right. Yes. And that's the, that's the be do have piece, right? So when we realize like we changed it, you changed it either consciously or subconsciously, something happened, you changed something, somebody might have said something, you changed your thinking, you started to think different, you started to do things different. The result is guaranteed, which is the new goal. So your business exploded, orders started coming in, but that was a byproduct of you changing your thinking. So when we focus on that first, oh my God, this is just, it has to show up. And you did it. And that's, you know, kudos for you for going through that. Now you're, you're sharing this message here. What a gift you're giving people. Well, thank you. So um, with that being said, I want to be conscious of your time. So I got a couple more questions and then I'm going to go mm -hmm. what I call into a little bit of a lightning round. Sure. Go for it. Awesome. So the one question is, what advice would you give for either aspiring entrepreneurs or new people entering the real estate business? Mm -hmm. Take take five minutes and really think about where what life do you want to be living three years from today? Just to start to visualize, give yourself some direction. Start to think about if everything was possible, no reasons that this would not happen. You have everything you need. You, you are who you need to be. You'll grow into it. What is the life that you imagine living, living three years from today? And that will be the beginning of new decisions that you'll make today that'll pull you in that direction. So start with that clarity. And uh, last question before the lightning round is, where can people find you? BeDoHaveMovement.com. Um, that's our main site. Follow us on, on Instagram. Um, we have multiple different programs available. And, and John, I wanted to offer this for your community as well. well. We have one program that we do. I do it every 90 days, actually. It's called the Focus Made Easy program. And I'll give you a code. It'll be evergreen. So anybody that ever listens to this, um, being in your community, will be able to uh, receive 75% off of the value of that program with the code Fantastic. that I'll give you. Okay. So that'll be for you. Um, you can uh, check us out on Instagram. As I mentioned, I, uh, I'm happy to have a free discovery call with anybody. If you're curious about how could coaching help you, no obligation. Um, I just love having conversations to see if I could help somebody in 30 minutes, reframe, rethink about their focus. And, and, and then on our site also, we have a free discovery quiz. And I think that's probably a great starting point is getting comfortable, getting in a position where you know and learn as much about yourself as possible. So we have a quiz whereby five, seven minutes, you, you'll get a full assessment of who you are. And then we learn based on that, how to grow and, and build our life by working on our strengths. And that would be a great start. Perfect. So now into a little bit of a fun lightning round. I'm just going to ask you a few questions, you know, just yep. personal questions that are not related to business. And Go for uh, it. let's hear it. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> such, as, <laughs> such as what would be your, um, what's your favorite book? Mm. Yeah. Um, the one that had the most profound effect in my life, Think and Grow Rich. Yeah, I read that too. Think and Grow Rich. Um, what came out of that was um, Bob Proctor spent his entire life studying, teaching that program, that book. Um, what came out of that was um, getting a goal, writing it on your goal card and reading it as often every single day. That was the first book that I read that had the most profound impact on my life. And I, it's a go-to. I go back to that. It's always on my counter. I'm always picking it up. So that would be, uh, that's definitely one that I would recommend. Perfect. Favorite podcast? Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have a favorite. I, I'm a bouncer. I bounce. Um, it's interesting. I'll be talking to somebody and they'll say, hey, have you heard this podcast? And again, I say yes, right? So I feel if things are appropriate and they need to come to me, they're going to come to me from multiple sources. So I just bounce around on various podcasts, but there's, there's more podcasts now than ever. I think just getting connected. I like spiritual podcasts. Uh, I like to think different. I like meditation. I meditate every day. Um, inspiration, motivation, so combination of everything. Makes sense. Favorite food? Oh, I love Italian. <laughs> I love That's Italian. Awesome. Awesome. Um, favorite vacation spot? Uh, we're in it right now. I love Mexico. 
Nice. Nice. I've never been, but I should go. I've uh, had opportunities. Love the heat. Yeah, Mexico. Um, I love it. It's close to us. I love Italy. Love Europe. Um, Hawaii. But I think the one that we come back to probably most frequent in the last uh, 10 years has been Mexico. Nice. Well, Jamie, I want to say thank you very much for doing this. John, my pleasure. And thank you again for the opportunity and uh, keep sharing your light, brother. Um, you're making a difference out there and just keep doing it and, and uh, keep pursuing your dreams and hopes and, and go for it. Go for it. Absolutely. Thanks so much. My pleasure, buddy. Have a great day. You too.